to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating, a written review, and just let me know what you are loving about the show, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. Of course, all feedback is welcome. That feedback continually helps grow the show and get the show into more ears and more souls across the world. So if you have done that, thank you so much for doing that. In today's episode, I wanted to briefly expand on the episode I released on Thursdays about shoulds and shame. And if you haven't listened to that, I recommend that you pause this one and go back and listen to that podcast first. Because something else that I I noticed about working with my clients, the clients that primarily should themselves into feeling something differently than what they're feeling often find themselves in very quote-unquote codependent experiences and or another word for that would be people pleasers and oftentimes I feel like the relation the relation between what I talked about on Thursday and what I'm talking about today is when we find that our no is in a free state our fight response that we used as a child be that disagreeing with our parents throwing a temper tantrum saying no saying no as a kid is just a small act into figuring out your sense of self so that i thou relationship the difference between me as an individual and you as another person when we when we experience shame from our caregivers because they disapprove of the ways that we say no or we're trying to separate as our own distinct individuals and again as i said in the episode on thursday and that's not adequately repaired because shame causes ruptures in the nervous system and so if that's not consciously repaired by the person who shamed you what that can do when we live in chronic toxic shame that puts our body into a physiological freeze state as i mentioned on thursday as well when we are chronically shamed what happens is shame is a very activating experience so much so that it shuts the system down it it puts us into freeze but what's beneath that freeze because freeze isn't just a dead state freeze is the place we go when our fight or flight have gone so high that the last that's the last option that 
our nervous system has to protect ourselves and keep us safe. And so beneath a freeze response is a lot of thwarted fight or flight energy. On Thursday, I talked more about anxiety being beneath shame, but I wanted to kind of hit this from a different angle because there's so many different ways that this can manifest. But I often find this thwarted fight response beneath a lot of shame. We find this, this the symptom that shows up, as I mentioned before, is often feeling very frustrated and very angry at other people's intrusions into other people's opinions, into our space. But then it often comes with the inability to also say no. When our no's were thwarted as a child and then we were shamed for that, it put that capacity to say no into a space in the nervous system that is, you know, the perception is, well, it's not safe to say no because saying no is attached to a lot of high energy emotion that my body cannot handle. It isn't until you start to reorganize those patterns in learning to say no in safe containers, in safe ways, and slowly start to access that frustrated energy, the anger, the resentment that is held there. There's nothing wrong with feeling frustrated and anger and resentment because those things can be indicators of where there was a violation occurring and we didn't have, and if we didn't have the caregivers with the faculties to help us digest that high energy experience, then of course what happens typically is a dissociative experience, a protector is created in the psyche, and so we start to manage our internal experience, and then that leads us back into what I talked about on Thursday, is we shame ourselves for having any type of experience that is similar to how to an experience in which we were shamed in the past. It creates this environment where we physiologically don't feel safe in our nose. We don't feel safe to put up boundaries because, you know, we see this sometimes also with caregivers who have children and expect their children to be extensions of themselves and when the child is starting to become their own individual it threatens the caregiver and so this caregiver becomes almost like this vampiric presence for the child and so there's no boundaries between the parent and the child and so if the boundaries were not respected the child's sense of self is then threatened, put in this space where you start to internalize that it's not safe to be your own person. And boundaries help create the containment of holding your sense of self. Again, it creates that sense of I and thou, that sense of other. And so when that wasn't safe, then we create a lot of othering within ourselves and a lot of enmeshment with people outside of us. And so it's important for us to turn towards 
the quote-unquote symptom because the symptom is the gateway in. Your anger is important. Your anger is advocating for you to turn towards your sense of self and see what is hiding there, what anger has to inform you about. And if we can strip that of any shame and any morality and saying it's not good or bad to feel anger, you just are feeling angry. And what is it within that anger that has the message for greater and wider consciousness? And that helps build a bridge from the ego that's processing all of this consciously to the deeper roots of the soul. And if we can get in contact with our fight and flight energies and learn how to wield them in a way, it's, it's like learning to wield a sword, learning to wield uh, your anger right? Your fight energy and learning how to contain that in an adequate way, which is something that we should have learned in childhood, but most of us didn't. And so when we're going through this work and doing our healing work, that's what we're relearning how to contain that energy and complete thwarted fight or flight responses and also learn how to be in those energies the fight or flight energies with a greater safety and a greater capacity and so if you resonated with thursday's podcast i hope that you take into account some of today's podcasts and start to just continue to ask questions is do i see parts of me in this episode what is it again feel free to to reach out to send me a message on instagram head to my website, send me an email, would be more than happy to to jam on this. And if there's something about these episodes that you want to hear more about, I also can continue to kind of pull on the threads of these topics because I feel like they're really important and I feel like a lot of people struggle with them. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and we will talk on Thursday. Bye guys. Thank you.